Hey guys, it's Dim. Thank you very much for joining me on today's podcast. And thanks also for all the love shown last week. What I wanted to get into today was a little discourse on the importance of getting around the right people and moreover, like how to actually do it. I want to make this as valuable as possible and really offer some instructional steps on how you get around good people. Because I think everyone knows the benefit, like the importance and the benefits of getting around the right people. However, I actually don't think most people know just how important it is. I will go as far as to say it is probably if you only had one one thing in personal development to pursue it's to get around the right people because being around the right people affects your personal development and personal develop by personal development I mean the right people will have a bigger effect on your salary on your your wealth and your health uh, your your relationships whatever area of your life or areas of your life that you that are important to you being around the right people will have a bitter, bigger effect on that than anything else it's also one of the hardest things to do and so we usually focus on other things but i hope that you'll find this quite an instructional and practical guide on things that you can do from today that will help you get around the right people to support you getting to where you want to go. Uh, and I will do all this by, you know, I'll share the story of how I did it. And through that, I will share literal lessons and practical tips like step one, step two, step three on how you can do all this too. Before the end of this, I'm also going to share with you the common obstacles that I find get in a lot of people's way. One of them, obviously, is self-confidence, but there's there's deeper issues than that too, which hopefully you'll be able to understand as I explain them. So I trust you'll find this uh, very, very insightful and valuable. And you know, to be honest, my hope is from this podcast alone, within the next three months, it really depends on your execution and a little bit of grace, but from three months from you listening to this podcast my hope and and goal for you is that you will find yourself around better people that help you get closer to your goals so as i said i want to make this as practical as possible so what i'll do first is i'll get into a little story of of how i was able to do it right and i i trust i hope that you will enjoy this story so to give you a little bit of context uh with me i initially my, my point a was i was working in corporate I was around beautiful people, uh, people who were earning between 100 and 200 grand a year, and hence I was earning in between 100 and 200 grand a year. Uh, they had great relationships with their friends and family, so I did too. Uh, they had investment properties, so I did too. They were looking for, they were looking for their one, or they had their one, and they were looking, you know, you know they were looking forward to having kids. I was basically the same, you know, birds of, a fle- uh, birds of a feather flock together and we're the average of the top five people we spend our time with. But step zero and you, step zero really is the, the, the inner voice in you, which is, hey, are you content with this or is there something more you, you believe you need to do to really be living the life of your potential or or one that you won't regret. That's step zero. And for me, 
I knew in my heart that I, I really wanted to do this life. I, I was meant to do the life coaching thing. I know I'm meant to be someone. I'm meant to be someone like Tony Robbins or Eckhart Tolle or Muji or all these like beautiful spiritual guides for people. Like in my heart, I know that's who I am. I'm not saying I'm going to be as big as, big as those people. It's really not about that. It's more about the fact that they are spiritual guides. And I, I believe that is me as well. Uh, and for me to do that, I knew that I had to start to do this entre- entrepreneurship thing where I was doing more life coaching full time and seminars and retreats, etc., etc. And here's the thing the people that the beautiful people that I was around at that time were not doing those things. And hence, I really had no one to nurture that part of me. Now, I want to caveat this or give a disclaimer and say that those beautiful people that I'm referring to are still close friends of mine today, um, happily so, because it's not about completely cutting off that and plus they're like my really good friends, so I would never do that. Uh, it's just about dropping off the people who are not that important to you uh, and allowing space for new people to come into your life who are and who can help support and nurture that part of you which which i mentioned in step zero now how i did it was so that's that that was uh point a that i was at so and as i said step zero was that i knew that i was meant to do this life coaching thing so i started to listen and maybe much like you i started to listen to you know on youtube like i was listening to a lot of personal development stuff and I I started to, I was consuming that content a lot. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this story. So basically what happened was there's this guy called Brandon Carter. Brandon Carter, you may know, he's a YouTuber, uh, influencer, who basically is like a fitness celebrity type thing. He also talks a lot about mindset. He released a online course called Fit Coach U. Fit Coach U was a business mentoring program and it helped people build a uh it helped people build an online business. And what really won me over was there was a testimonial that I saw uh, you know, on the sales page for this course by a guy called Steve, who is still a close friend of mine today, and I'm sure he, doesn't, he won't mind me sharing his name. This guy grew up in Mumbai. He, he's from Mumbai in India. He, he's Indian. Anyway, in this testimonial, he's sharing that he had a dream that he would move out of India and he would live by the beach in Australia and he would do that by building an online business you know to help him have a better income so he could live by the beach in Australia and he filmed that testimonial on his phone from his apartment in Kuji and I was like whoa like this is an amazing course like this guy looks like me he he's look he's looking to do a similar thing to me in in that he wants to build an online business and he did it and he did such a huge feat in that he was able to build this big beautiful business for himself enough to get him out of india to come to live by the beach in australia i was like wow that is amazing uh i signed up for that course anyway and here's step number one step number one was i was going to events and communities where people who had similar goals and similar values to me, similar aspirations to me, I was going to the places where those people were hanging out, where they were associating. That's step number one. 
so I was doing that digitally through that Fit Coach You program. But then Tony Robbins Unleashed the Power Within. It's an event with 7,000 people, which happens in Sydney once a year. That was coming up. And that's another personal development type event, which like I didn't go there looking to meet new people. I went there because I wanted to grow myself and and hopefully break free and, and learn some stuff. Uh, but the thing is, these people who are doing these online businesses, etc., they also go to that type of community. And so when I was there at Unleash the Power Within, this event of 7,000 people, there in the crowd, I saw Steve. I saw the guy from this YouTube testimonial. And I, thank God to this day, I am grateful to my bones to this day for what I did in that moment. And what I did was I saw him and I'm like, man, I got to go up to him and say hi. And I did. And he was a lovely guy. I went up to him and said hi and I thanked him. And I, I, I was just, yeah, really stoked to meet this guy. And he was a beautiful guy. And here's step number two. See, step number one is going to events like that where you can meet like-minded people. Step number two is to develop good relationships with those people. So I met Steve. But here's step number 2.1. Here's how you actually develop good relationships with people. If you, want to, if you want to look into this further, there's a great book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. But how, in a nutshell, you meet, you, you develop great relationships with people is you don't be a taker. And here's a big thing that a lot of people sadly get wrong. So many people are takers and they don't know it. Now, uh, so this actually moves me a little bit, so I don't want to... I don't want to get too emotional when I'm talking about this point, but but here's what it is. Sometimes people come, you know, there's, there's a temptation to say to someone that you perceive is of a high value. There's a temptation that we all have to say, hey, can I buy you a coffee and, and pick your brain? Can I, man, I would love to just sit with you and catch up and see what I can learn and be around you and, and, and pick your brain, you know, and learn all these things from you. Right. But what see that's but that's you taking there, right? Like by by ha- having that mentality and wanting to do that. That's just you're not thinking about them at all. You think that by you saying that to them it's going to flatter them because if someone said that to you it would flatter you and that's enough giving for them. Your you flattering them is in your head why is how you're giving to them. And you think that's worth all the taking that you want to do. Because that person that you perceive as a high-value person, they've worked so hard, they've done so much, they've done so much work on themselves and over there on their passion and whatever they're trying to do to build up so much value that it compels you to want to go to them and pick their brain. And you think that just your presence is enough of a fair exchange to them. I hope you're understanding my point. Part of building great relationships is don't be a, a, a taker. <laughs> you you really got to be a giver because obviously the people that you're trying to build relationships with are people that are people that like you perceive are very valuable. 
uh, and and so for you, you've got to think about, you've got to be very conscious that, hey, uh, this person's like super valuable. Their time is super valuable. Their time is not worth $3.50 for a coffee and of my presence. That's not what their time's worth. Their time's worth so much more than that. So I really got to see what I can give this person, you know, to make this exchange actually worth it. Because there's no such thing as a one-way exchange. You know, there's always, there's a giving and receiving. So what is that person receiving? Because we all know what you're receiving. You're receiving the ability to pick that person's brain. But what are they receiving? You know? And so, so I hope this is making sense. Like, you really got to work on being a giver and being a giver of value. And and the way I play it is I be transparent about, like, what I want to take, like, what I want to receive from them. And I be transparent about what I want to give because no one likes those people that are like phony nice to you because you can tell they really want something like no one likes those people. Right. So you can't you can't just be phony nice because you're trying to like you, you like I I personally like to just be straight up and I like to say to someone, hey, listen, I saw what you're doing. I've been watching your videos and implementing your things and I, I have found it so valuable and I would love to take the journey further with you. I'd love to learn more from you. How can I do that? And if the person says, oh, let's just have a coffee sometime, uh, I'll say, uh, I'll, I might say, yeah. Uh, I'll say, cool. I mean, that would be amazing. But also, do you have any, do you have any coaching programs? Do you have anything that you recommend? I re- maybe do, Have you authored something that I don't know about? Uh, is there any other way you know, can I, can I pay to be coached by you? Can I, whatever, like whatever, right? Can I, you, I'm trying to find a way for them to feel like it's actually an equal exchange because when they feel like it's an equal exchange, then it's more sustainable. It, then that coffee catch up can happen more than once. You know what I mean? And it's not like you've just taken something from them. And that's it. So, so I hope this makes sense. I don't want to go on that, on that point too much, but when I think about me and Steve's case, I didn't realize this at the time, but I had already taken action on Steve's advice before Steve had even met me because I ended up buying that online course that Steve's testimonial uh, was was encouraging me to do. And so to me, when I went to Steve, I think one thing that Steve liked about me was like I had watched his testimonial and taken action based on it. So his words weren't falling on deaf ears. So he was a bit more receptive receptive to talking to me and helping me because he's like, wow, this guy's actually an action taker. That's a huge trait, by the way, that I've met with a lot of high value people. They have a lot more time for you if they know that you're an action taker, if they know that their time is not being wasted, because if they give you advice, they know that the next time they see you, you've actually implemented it. Like that's actually very fulfilling to them. So so I went up to Steve uh, and he, he was lovely as well, which obviously helped a lot. Now, Steve knew that I was an action taker because of, you know, I was at Tony Robbins and I had also actually bought that course and he introduced me to some friends and I said to him, dude, well, is there any way, you know, we can somehow hang out in the future? Maybe I can help you record your video because I knew that he did videos and video courses. I said, you know, is there any way I can help you record your videos? And uh, I think just by me showing Steve that I was trying to help him, he was more interested in uh, associating with me and making more time for me. 
So I hope that's making sense. Now, in terms of how we progressed that was that Steve was uh, filming some of his online course uh, in Hyde Park. And he, he let me know. And I said, dude, no problem. I'll come and I'll help you like however I can record this thing. Now, I hope you can see that I wasn't I wasn't there to pick Steve's brain. I wasn't there to try and rake him for all the information I could out of him. I was there to try and give to him. The irony is when I got there, like Steve had it all under control and it was just a vibe to hang with him. To be honest, I know enough to know that by osmosis, just being around him, like by osmosis, I will adopt a different way of thinking. I don't need to pick his brain and rake information out of him. So through that and just through sharing i always worked myself to make sure i was in a good state and and share positive emotions when i was with him always look to help him and he's obviously a beautiful guy so he was very giving as well uh, through all of that it helped me develop a great relationship with him and hence he invited after that he invited me to a business retreat this retreat just to give you some context there's approximately 10 guys at it. You go away for two nights on, uh, to some Airbnb somewhere. And basically, all of the guys are like these entrepreneurs. They're all doing something. They're all around our age. They're all kind of late 20s or so. And they're all doing these like amazing businesses. Like some of these businesses um, are turning over $20,000 a month. Some of them are turning over 50000 Some of them are turning over 100000 which is insane. These guys have built these businesses which are turning over a hundred thousand a month. And Steve told me about this opportunity. And honestly, and here's where one of these uh, common obstacles comes in. I was like, no man, I, I what will I have to offer to those guys? Like uh, I, I don't I didn't have any self-confidence. I was like, um, I don't really deserve to be there, man. Like I'm just a noob that has an on, like is trying to make an online course. I've never really made a sale yet or anything like that. I'm honestly just a noob. Uh, what, what, like, I would be, it would be disrespectful for me to go to this thing. And Steve pushed me, pushed me. He, he really twisted my arm and he was like, You got to go, Dim. You got to go. Trust me, it's going to be okay. You've got to go. Um, now, one of the elements, and I'll speak a little bit about self 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 confidence for a second. One of the elements of self-confidence is is actually just due diligence. You can't just mind hack your way to self-confidence by pumping yourself up and hearing something like logic. Like sometimes the logic of going, dim, they're really nice guys. Don't worry, you can come. Sometimes like that's not enough to actually feel confident. A lot of confidence actually comes from effort, from knowing that you actually did the honest effort. Like, I'm going to be real. And the thing is, that's actually easier to achieve than you think. One of the ways, when I work with a, with a coaching client, one of the ways I immediately, from the first call, help them get their, their self-confidence up is I say to them, okay, dude, I teach them a breathing technique or I teach them, like, you know, like a, a specific cardio schedule. It's like a 10-minute cardio session or something like that. And I say, dude, what I would like is every day for the next, like, for but between now and next week when we meet, I want you to hit between five. Like, I want you to be able to do this morning routine, which is just a little breathing technique or, or going for a run. 
I want you to do it five of the seven days. I just want you to consistently <coughs> start your day by doing this breathing technique or going for a run or whatever. And it's, it's a very borderline dumb thing to ask someone to do. And, I mean, it's, it's really good. It's really rewarding when you go do some cardio in the morning or when you do a breathing technique. But it just seems very basic, right, to tell someone to do that. But here's the thing. When they come back next week and they're like, oh, man, like, yeah, actually, uh, of the last seven days, five days consistently, Monday to Friday, I got up and I went for a run. Is, is that run going to get them a six-pack? No. Is a breathing technique going to clear their mind clutter forever? No. But what it does do, you know, happiness comes from progress. Self-esteem comes from actual progress. And the thing is, when I talk to that person in week two, they're like, wow, man, like, I actually do feel a little bit better about myself because I had a promise and I kept my promises to myself. I actually, like, put in the honest work. And you can't, no mind hack is greater than that, to be honest. Like, it's greater than honest hard work. The other part of it, of self-confidence, is actually uh, field testing. So it's actually incrementally increasing your exposure to the thing that you're a bit nervous about. Um, so, I mean, some people will just jump in the deep end and, you know, if they're scared of public speaking, they'll just jump in the deep end and do a massive talk to 7,000 people or whatever. Um, but the way I recommend guys do it is, dude, just get used to talking to three people a day. Like I'm talking, I'm, I'm just using a brash example. If, if someone was super introverted and wanted to get better at communicating, I would say just get used to talking for the next... For the next week, every day, I want you to start a conversation, a little cute conversation with a random person. Maybe at the coffee machine, uh, at the at, when you're waiting for your coffee. Maybe just just talk to them about the weather and just be real nice to them for a, a minute or two, a random person, and do that every day. And the thing is, once you do that every day for for a week, it becomes like normalized to be like that it's a lot easier to then go to two and then go to three people a day and before you know it you're this social guy you know and and that's how self-confidence is built so in in my in my uh in this example here with me steve invites me to this business retreat and i was like okay dude um uh I, I, like you know I, I was really nervous about it but i i, I came right i went and I, I was very quiet in the beginning, obviously. I didn't want to get in anyone's way. I was like, you know what, I will, at least I've done as much work as I can on this online course to say that, look, I'm not just a coaster. Like, I've actually done as much work as I could comprehend. And I had honest questions that I was going to bring to this retreat. So that was like another way that I contributed. Like, I really did as much diligence as I could uh, and to the best of my comprehension was prepared to workshop my business with these boys. Uh, and then and then you've also got to like try a little bit, right? And, and so actually rock up to that retreat. So that, that's what I did. And now, I mean, like a funny story about that, by the way, is like I actually got there and all these guys were crushing it. They're doing these amazing things. but And, and the format of it is like, you know, at one person at a time out of the 10 people there, they sit on the hot on a hot seat which is in the middle and the other nine and they basically share their business and their problems and, and, and what problems they're trying to get through and the other nine people in the room 
offer opinions and suggestions and their different perspectives on how to navigate those problems. So that's the premise of this retreat that I'm referring to that I went to. And for me, what I actually noticed there was that, wow, like a lot of the problems that these guys facing were not these business tactical problems. They were actually kind of more psychological and mindset paradigm type problems. And I'm like, hey, well, that's actually the one thing I'm good at. And I was able to actually, by taking a little bit of a leap of faith there, I was actually able to gain confidence that I had a right to be at that retreat because I actually had some great value to offer because I showed up and and investigated, you know, actually dealt with the with the live data to investigate and realize that I actually did have some good value to offer to these guys. So as a result of that, by the way, you know, I became friends with all those guys, started to get invited to their parties, and that's how I met my, my beautiful Anna. Now, you know, the rest is history, like being around those guys and, and having that change of scenery, uh, it made me realize that, wow, you can be 28 and earning 50,000, making 50,000 a month with an online store or online business. And it's not, you don't have to just be a, a senior consultant or whatever at PwC, you know, like that's not the only path for a 28-year-old. And... um as a result of that, that really changed my paradigms. It changed my view of what is possible. You may have heard the story of someone called Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister is the first person ever to break the four-minute uh, mile. Like So basically, he was able to run a mile in under four minutes. And uh, no one, obviously, in history before had broken, had run a four-minute mile in under a minute because everyone knew that it was impossible. Everyone knew that, no, no, it's physically impossible for a human to run a mile in under four minutes. But then after Roger did it, within, I believe, like six months of him doing it, then all these other people <laughs> cracked this four-minute mile record because then it changed the standard. Like in that community suddenly someone had shone out and he changed the standard of what's possible and now running a four-minute mile, running running a mile in under four minutes is a, a lot more commonplace. But before, it was never ever heard of and that's because this one guy was able to change the standard and, and show you what's possible. So in summary, those those are really the steps of how you can associate yourself with better people. Uh, more attuned to your goals step zero is to to understand if you actually want to do that or not you know and what area of your life you want to do that with step one is to start to go to events and and meetups and wherever these people are hanging out starting to go there step two is to start building relationships with those people and looking to see how you can contribute and and you learn how to contribute to someone by listening you know by being there being present giving good emotions and not trying to take but trying to listen and trying to give and trying to add value and then if there was a step three i would say accept the invitation and go there and work hard and before you know it you will find these people your friends and that's what happened to me and i hope that helps you I did promise to talk about one other common obstacle that, that can come to people when it, they're looking to, to do this. One of them is self-confidence, and I touched on self-confidence. The other one is 
it's a darker topic of triggering. Basically, sometimes we know that it would be good to be around that environment, but we get we're pissed off or bitter or we don't think very highly of those people. And here's the thing. This is a deep, I mean, this topic deserves a podcast for itself, but I'll give you an exact summary. You know, at my retreats, I talk to guys about, hey, write down someone who triggers you, who pisses you off, who annoys you. And a common answer that I kind of get is people write Donald Trump. They don't like Donald Trump. They're like, okay, Donald Trump annoys me. And then I say, okay, why does Donald, because there's actually like, these triggers actually hold us back from opening up new opportunities in our lives. Um, and if you follow this example properly, I'm, I'm sure this can help you too. And so I, I say to these boys, okay, so why Donald Trump? Why are you pissed at Donald Trump? And then they're like, well, I don't like him because he's, he's got bad policies. He's stupid. And then I'm like, hmm, see, there's a lot of stupid people who have bad policies, right? So why are you so triggered with Donald Trump? And now look, it may well just be because of his, they, they just align to a different political affiliation. But often at times, it's actually nothing to do with the political affiliation. I ask, so they're like, look, no, 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 he's stupid and he's got bad policies. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, there's a lot of people who are stupid and have bad policies. So why Donald Trump? When you really push to understand the trait and really understand what Donald Trump is doing. What's he doing? I push them to say, what's he doing? In their perception, what's he doing? They will say, well, well, he's, he's like, he's president or he's running for president and he's, uh, he's very loud. He's very loud and he's obnoxious. He puts it all out there. And I'm like, hmm, see, that's interesting. Is what they're getting triggered about Donald Trump's policies and him and that he's apparently stupid or... Is what they're getting triggered about that Donald Trump is obnoxious and loud? And here's where I really help them. It's like, well, I look at that person who's getting triggered by Donald Trump. And I say to him, well, dude, are you loud? Are you, do you share your opinion? Do you put your opinion out there? And oftentimes with that person I'm talking to, that person's usually a smart quiet person so he's a person who's so this guy for example at my retreat he was real smart but he was scared to voice his own opinions loud and really get there in front of people and have the confidence to to put himself out there and and share his opinion he didn't have that confidence so what he was getting triggered at with donald trump was not his policies or his intellectual ability what this guy was getting triggered about was the fact that Donald Trump was confident and he wasn't. And the thing is, this guy at my retreat, he wasn't confident and he was really smart and he perceived Donald Trump as the opposite. He was confident and dumb, <laughs> right? And this is where you can learn something. It's like, hey, you know what? Maybe what, what you're perceiving Donald Trump to be, it's a part of your shadow, See, Donald Trump is doing confidence in the light. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's confident about it, right? Whereas for you, you think that you know what you're talking about, but you're not confident about it. So what you can learn from this is to actually start to be more confident 
and integrate and you don't have to do it the way Donald Trump does it where he where you believe he's talking about something that he, he you know he's stupid see with you your strength is that you're well thought out so actually what you want to do is integrate confidence with your already existing beautiful strengths which is listening and being well thought out now for that guy and these guys that typically say Donald Trump what they find is that confidence is actually the biggest thing that's holding them back and the more they integrate and start to speak out and speak out and speak out what they realize is that because they're so well thought out and because they're such listeners then their opinions actually deserve to be backed by confidence because they're such diligent opinions and act, and when they start to actually act on that and become more confident they get ahead more in their career and they get better in their relationships etc 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 i say all that to say this see another trigger with you when it comes to meeting the right people for you it may be confidence but it also may be feeling like hey um like those people are annoying i don't like the way they conduct themselves you know i'm i'm triggered by them in some way well my question to help you with this is going write down what it is that's actually triggering you step number 1 and number 2 write down okay in that behavior what are they actually doing that maybe you don't do enough of doing and maybe what they are doing is that they're outspoken and you're not So the way to get over that trigger is realizing that because you're so diligent you need to learn to be a bit more outspoken and what you'll find is that suddenly those people don't trigger you anymore and now you've opened yourself up to a whole new realm of possibilities where the people that used to annoy you and be the reason you were repelled they don't annoy you anymore because you realized it was never about them it was actually about you and your own triggers So I hope that makes sense. I've really tried to make this as valuable as possible and as insightful as possible. And my wish for you is with this podcast and with what you've learned go out there, think about those steps I said and and see how you can start to proactively meet new people and don't use covid or corona as an excuse. Where there is a will there is a way. I wish you all the very best. Thank you for sticking with me on this podcast. If you like it, please share it with your friends. Uh, please let me know in the comments. I, as I said, I really would like to build a relationship with everyone listening. So I really thank you, and you know where to find me. So I wish you all the best, and talk later.